The Water News is sponsored by Clearwater and Filtration, offering solutions for water quality, well operations, maintenance, and water storage management problems. Well, it's time for Water News with Steve Baker. Now, Steve, sometimes I wonder if the West is managing our water in a healthy way. Have you spent much time thinking about the decisions that are being made in water management? Paul, I, I really have. I tend to list what I think are goals in managing water in terms of, of these things. Fairness, equity, and then also the functionality of our communities, you know, the basic functions, food, water, and power being the, the three primaries. And then I prioritize community functions in a way that creates as much certainty as possible in those things that are most important to us. So uh, one thing to reflect on is you're not really a healthy community if your environment's falling apart. So we have to th- always consider the environment in, in these decisions. And then the other way to look at the same thing is, you know, healthy communities thrive in a healthy environment. Very, very true. You know, some people tend to hear that in one way and others in another. But, you know, there, there is a key difficulty, and that difficulty is in that certainty element. Um, it's hard to have certainty with a lot of this because the hydrologic system, water demands, the economics, they're all dynamic. They're always changing. And so because of these changes, most of which are not predictable, it makes it difficult to make good long-term and sometimes short-term decisions. So, uh, you know, how much we stretch ourselves in committing water resources, that's important to consider, you know, because of the uncertainties. We want to have some flex. And where are our blind spots? I ask myself that. Where are our blind spots that get us in trouble at times? Steve, uh, while you're while talking about blind spots, I've heard there's concerns in Arizona that foreign countries are misusing our water resources. Foreign countries other than Mexico, what could that be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the Saudi-owned dairy companies as an example. They're growing alfalfa and hay for livestock, all right? And then they're sending it back to the the motherland. They're sending it back to the Gulf Kingdom. Now, these actions, they, they finally they got on Arizona's radar about 10 years ago. And think about it. An agricultural well for dairy use, okay? Many times, you have to drill over 1,000 feet to put these wells in. And then you're pumping over 3,000 gallons per minute and using that water. So it's an incredible amount of water that's being used for those purposes. The Arizona public, when they found out about this, they were not pleased because their their framework in viewing it is that the foreign-owned companies are using groundwater during epic droughts. We're supposed to be behaving and watching very carefully, and it's not happening. And on top of that, it's free. It's free for those the people down there to use that water. Uh, Arizona, they're already suffering with their own water shortages, and they've even restricted some of their crops. And on top of that, the Colorado River is providing less water to the state, and the Colorado River is the primary water resource. So they're in a real pickle. Uh, and then we have these foreign uh, these companies that are basically exporting water from Arizona. So that that's been a major bone of contention more, most recently. There are 14 states in our country that have restrictions on foreign ownership of farmland. Is this happening in California, Steve? Uh, yeah, it is happening. Foreign countries are attracted to our, our state because we have good water rights. 
We have the overlying groundwater right as far as groundwater goes. And we have these, uh, you know, our, our strong senior groundwater right also is, uh, is quite strong. It's almost as strong as, as God, <laughs> the way it's written. Uh, one example would be Palo Verde Valley. Okay, they get their water from the Colorado River. So it's down in Southern California. Now that water right that they are hanging on is dated 1877. Okay, that's really old. That's back in the days when, when the settlers staked their first claim here in California. Then there are also spots in the Imperial Valley, also, you know, near Salton Sea, down way down there in Southern uh, California. And what they're doing down there is uh, companies are packaging hay into ship-ready bales. And then, of course, off they go to Saudi Arabia. Now, I, mean, I am aware of two companies. One is called Al Marai Company, and the other one is called Al Dara ACX Global. And that one is located in, in Bakersfield, California. So I, I really don't know if California, however, is, is restricting foreign use or not. I think it's an economics game at this point. But one thing's for sure, uh, California is letting big money buy ag land right now. Is this happening to large areas or small scattered ag land? Well, Paul, you tell me. Okay, here we go. Here's an example. A couple months back, Flannery Associates bought land near Travis Air Force Base. Okay, that's Solano County. They bought it for $800 million. And we're talking about, uh, let's see, something like 55,000 acres. So I'd say these are large parcels <laughs> that are suddenly being owned by very, very large uh, you know, landowners who are quite... Um, you know, they have, they have a lot of finance going on. So now, in that particular area, they meaning Flannery Associates, are the largest landowners of ag land in that county, in Solano County. The financial backing, think about it, financial backing on that particular deal, that, that land, it came from Mike uh, Mortis. He's the former head of Sequoia Capital. It came from LinkedIn co-founder uh, Reed Hoffman. Came from former Netscape co-founder Mark and Anderson, and also Laureen Powell Jobs. Remember that name, Steve Jobs' ex-wife, and uh, and she's a founder of Emerson Collective. It's a philanthropic enterprise. So yeah, big money's going after it. So I think the writing is on the wall as far as where financial certainty will be in our futures. That's what this tells me. It's ag. Now. The message for us up here in the foothills is let's hold on to as many of as our farms of our farms as possible here in the foothills and work with them to make sure that they have the water that they need to grow our food. It's really important. Yeah, food is pretty important, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we, we need it every day. We really do. Steve, thanks, thanks a lot. This is a very interesting um, story today yeah. that you're reporting on. Yeah, I was amazed to have uh, discovered this. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.